Welcome, I'm Ashley Bullard and this is a podcast for unitedpolitics.uk. So this weekend there has been military action from a US-led airstrike against Syria, joining in with British and French forces as well. I'm joined by Jack Ryherd, a member of the Conservative Party, who has very kindly at a drop of a hat join us today on this podcast to discuss exactly what's happened. Um, so, um, Jack, uh, last night we saw that there was a statement from Donald Trump saying that he had ordered strikes um, on the Syrian sites. Uh, we understand these were for chemical weapons storage, uh, a science facility, um, things like that. There doesn't seem to be any fatalities that we know of. Um, very mixed reports, of course, about how successful the operation was. Both the French, uh, Brits and the US say it was incredibly successful. But the Russians and I think the Syrians are saying that in actual fact a lot of the missiles were shot down. How do you view the action that took place this weekend? Do you think broadly it was a, a good idea and something that Theresa May was right to get involved with? Or do you have a different view? What do you think? Personally, I think it was a very good move. I think it would be totally unexpected if the Syrian and Russian governments didn't deny even that they had hit their targets. I think that it is very good response to a very despicable act by the Syrian government, not the first either, that it's it's committed and carried out against its own people. Uh, but I do think... I do think the precision strikes are the way to go forward. I don't think we should take any bigger involvement in this with troops on the ground or anything like that. I think we've we've learned from our mistakes in the past and I don't think we should repeat them. Because Donald Trump said that he's going to try and bring the service uh, men and women back as soon as possible when he was making his speech last night. He also said that he kind of wanted to get on with Iran and Syria in the future if it was possible, but you know he'd leave uh, that on the table. But... Why have they sent 12 uh, warships? That's what some of the reports are saying. I mean, 12 warships, are they all involved in launching missiles? Um, do you have any idea about that? And do you have the... I know you hope that they'll bring uh, troops back home and it's going to be just a one-off strike, but do you think that's realistic? Um, how do you view that? I think it could be one of two things. The first would be that they've sent 12 warships simply just to make it unpredictable which ones will be firing the missiles and which ones would be the main sort of directors in this scenario. Um, but the other could be obviously greater involvement in Syria and that wouldn't be a good step for me. I would much prefer the non-interventionist approach. Uh, but Donald Trump is right to leave all of the options on the table. Uh, he did say that he would be able to react if he wanted to, even though he did say that the troops should probably come home. And I do agree with him on that. I also think Nikki Haley has done quite a good job um, saying that the US is locked and loaded because that, that does show a readiness and a willingness to intervene if such an act is ever carried out again. And Theresa May, she's had a, a mixed response from across the political spectrum. I think broadly, uh, people seem to be in support to start with, but then we've had a statement from Vince Cable um, that says that we wouldn't oppose military weapons um, or military action in any scenario being used in Syria. But, um, but then Jeremy Corbyn said that the, the circumstances and the incident last night that uh, took place um, was highly, well... It, the the legalities of it weren't uh, necessarily uh, straightforward in his view. And he said that she really should have consulted Parliament. No, Theresa May hasn't consulted Parliament. There hasn't been a parliamentary vote. We understand that there will be some sort of uh, session in Parliament on Monday. 
but Jeremy Corbyn said that she should have waited until Monday before any military action took place. She doesn't have to, but do you think she should have done? Uh, well, I think if you wait too long, then the opportunity passes. Um, so it's perfectly plausible that if she had waited till Monday those strikes wouldn't have been necessary at all after that because the things that they were trying to hit could possibly have been moved. I think um, even though a recent opinion poll showed only 22% of the British public were in favour of uh, strikes on Syria and the fact that David Cameron held a, a parliamentary vote on this five years ago, obviously, uh, and that didn't manage to get through. It is Theresa May's right, um, and it is her royal prerogative. It's part of the royal prerogative set of powers that she can do this. And the legalities set out in the report by the government today do show that it was perfectly legal and perfectly um, lawful of her to do that. The summary report said that it was about uh, preventing a humanitarian crisis or another disaster. Uh, we don't know the detail of that, or certainly I haven't seen the detail of that yet. Uh, so that would be quite interesting. The strikes took place late on Friday evening in the United States, um, early in the morning on Saturday morning in the UK. And then on Saturday itself, the OPCW were arriving in Damascus to actually check the area where the weapons attack is allegedly supposed to have happened. Why couldn't we have waited until that uh, investigation was carried out? Would that have been uh, more useful to justify the intervention or, or do you not think that that really was necessary? I think it's a tricky one. Um, I, I do think it's a very good argument to say that we could have waited until after they'd finished. But that doesn't take into account how the Syrian government are going to treat the inspectors and how the Russians are going to treat the inspectors while they're there from the OPCW. It's not as if we can expect them to fully walk in with all freedoms of a free democratic society and carry out their inspection as they would do in, say, the UK or the US. I think that there could well be a strong opposition from the Syrian government on that, even though they have arrived in Syria. So I don't think that that is the best argument to put forward. I think that we did very well in employing precision strikes against Syria. Uh, it is purely to prevent another humanitarian crisis because these strikes have been focused on sites where chemical weapons are said to have been produced and manufactured and stored. So I do think that part of the legality is absolutely correct. And uh, we could do worse than carry out more of the more of these strikes. OK, because I mean, the area where the OPCW are investigating, that has been secured by the Russian military please? Is that why you're saying that they won't potentially get the full access to the information that they might need? Well, I'm not saying they absolutely definitely won't. All I'm saying is it's perfectly plausible um, that they might not. Mm. It's um, like in the Litvinenko inquiry when the British forces, when, when British police went over to Russia to interview the prime suspect in Russia, um, they weren't allowed the full reign of where he was. I think it was um, a military hospital at the time. Um, so very similar sort of um, guard and circumstance from the Russian point of view. So everything that the UN team sees, it's perfectly possible that that is controlled by the Russian military police who are there. And finally, I mean, President Macron, when he came to power in France, he said that one of his red lines uh, with regards to Syria would be any use of chemical weapons. And if chemical weapons were used, he would want to act. He also said that after the events that happened in uh, about a week ago, that he will act 
even by himself. So France would have acted even without US support and uh, and British support as well. That's quite an unusual position, isn't it, for the French to take? Um, do we think that that's going to do him any harm or do you think it's going to help his popularity back home? Well, I commend Mr Macron for keeping his promises um, like I do with any politician that keeps their promises, whether or not I agree with them. If they've been elected on that mandate, they have to keep their promises. And I'm very, I'm, I'm actually quite impressed that he is following through on that. Mm. Um, in terms of his popularity, it, it does depend on whether the French public approve of this. Um, I'm not aware of any opinion polls for the French public on this issue. Uh, but when it, but when they do come out, it will be really interesting to see. And stretching it out to the United States and also the UK, do we think it's going to do any um, harm to the popularity polls of uh, President Trump or even Theresa May? Is this going to be a, a helpful thing in their in their leadership? Well, I think Donald Trump, Donald Trump's supporters, or most of them anyway, uh, will have elected him for this type of leadership. This is the leadership that he promised, and he is um, delivering on what he promised to to an extent. So I think in terms of Donald Trump's popularity, it will go down in some areas, but up in some areas. Uh, in terms of the UK, I think Theresa May is finally showing some sort of bold leadership, um, and I do commend her for that. It is her royal prerogative power to be able to do this in Syria, and I commend her for stepping up and taking responsibility uh, for these precision strikes on Syria. Thanks, Jack. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, don't forget you can subscribe to United Politics on both SoundCloud and iTunes. It's free and we'd love to have your company.